0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Strevens. And it's that time again, finally. We've missed a few, but we're back at it. We're mooncasting. And for those listening... You may hear us make reference to the lost episode, and that was we went out on the day of the supermoon and recorded, but for whatever reason the recording, the memory card corrupted, and uh, it was lost. So we went out. This was more of a half moon cast. It was right on the day of the half moon, and we retook it, uh, the same loop. And I had a good time with it. Really glad to be back at it. You know, we missed a few last month, but we're, um, you know, endeavoring to try and do it more regularly again. So. We took a nice little loop that I'd recommend for anybody who lives in Edmonton. Um, Started in Laurier Park, went across to Horlack Park, and then went up onto Saskatchewan Drive and back west toward Keeler Road and then home back down Quinnell Bridge. So a real nice River Valley loop, especially at this time of year as things are starting to become more green. You know, the conversation veered as it always does between production and philosophy and culture and, you know, personal sort of... Our personal takes on things. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy this sort of irreverence, uh, Devin himself also has a podcast I'll link to. But again, just uh, a tried and true return to the Mooncast. And I hope you enjoy it. Me and my friend, Devin Bailey. <laughs> Yes.
1: Which is kind of annoying, and then eventually things get standardized, like your various media formats, and then if you're not shooting on raw, you're not shooting, right type of thing.
0: Right. Which kind of goes into that bell curve thing where it's like, the people in the I middle are, you need this camera, you need this audio. I was in Yeah. Film. Whereas on the tail ends, which is kind of more where I live, it's like, <laughs> just make stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why I found that like indie label, yeah, union thing, kind of strange. Because unions are always about standards and codification and stuff, so everybody's on board, right? Which is not what I associate with the indie movement.
0: No, well, doesn't like dip through onto the path? There doesn't doesn't unionizing in a artistic industry seem a little Counterintuitive? Or?
1: Yeah. To me, at least, I, I've always been kind of resistant to the art thing being in any way similar to work. Right. I associate unions with labor. Right. If it was like Teamsters or, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, a Grips collective or right. like those guilds. That makes sense. Gaffers and all that. Like, that would make sense, but. I don't quite understand if it's the artists or label executives or who is unionizing but it doesn't seem doesn't
0: seem right. It almost sounded like it was just like the day-to-day staff like in the like you know there'd be office staff right and like yeah I guess engineers maybe like studio engineers yeah maybe
1: yeah I, I don't see how that would be good for the For the industry in general. Right. (laughs) Right. It was hard enough for somebody who's not connected to connect with anybody now. Right. They have no reason.
0: Yeah, now you've got... Well, what's the thing about unions is they always... They're corruptible for one thing.
1: Yeah. It's funny how unions... And stuff like that always pop up after uh, a very corrupt period. <laughs> Make it seem like they're solving all the problems. Like, Right. Be interesting if uh, these, these labels end up getting bought up by majors like the last wave of indie
0: labels did. Right. So this could just be the restart of that wave again.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about what's going on right now to know oh. if uh, there is like an emerging independent thing going on, right? You certainly don't see it on TV or social media, so I don't.
0: No, I don't know. You would you would hope that this you would hope that we'd be kind of just like the wave is coming. You
1: would, yeah. Uh... Well, the closest thing to like divergent music that I've heard in the last year or so is. The, Rebecca Black's remix of oh, Friday. No. Oh no! Which is good for her. Uh, honestly, it's it's much better than the original. <laughs> it still is what it is, but but that'd I, be like
0: the 10-year legacy version or something. I think so, but <laughs> it's
1: like a there's a whole like PC music scene or whatever as the right. journalists have PC music. called it, and it's just kind of extreme versions of pop music and right. That's kind of in that in that thing.
0: <laughs> she probably made a lot of money off that yeah probably did you see the girl in that in that meme with the house on fire sold that meme as an NFT yeah I saw that <laughs> made like what was it half a million or more yeah yeah I guess on the flip side, that unionization thing could be similar to what we were, you were texting about yesterday, like this sort of, I don't know, grassroots sort of in the digital space. Like, Yeah. If it was, but it it'd have to be a new approach to unionizing.
1: Well, I think unions are usually a reaction to something, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. It seems like this is a reaction so this to. Is also uh, well, I mean, they say it's a reaction to whatever the woke things are, right? <sighs> so far removed, I don't even remember <laughs> what, the, what their <laughs> I problem don't is. don't even care anymore. What they're whining about.
0: Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just—it's out of control. It actually seems like it's—I don't know, I. You ever wonder, like, you, I have no sense of what the cultural climate really is. It just totally depends on how much time I spend on Twitter. Yeah. If I take a week off, it's like, oh, yeah, things are fine. <laughs> and you go on for a day, it's like, fuck this.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, sometimes the battle is happening there more than anywhere. Yeah. I think I've uh,
1: successfully purged enough that... Nice. I'm not seeing too much, all the drama is just like personal, and then right? it's just a signal to unfollow right, and then it just becomes just noise, and that's what I like.
0: I don't think I have a single blue check in my Twitter unless it's somebody who's not not political first, I guess,
1: right? That's the move. I had to remove all blue checks because they. <laughs> <laughs> they all just retweet
0: right each other,
1: and they'll still retweet like political things. I found that they all have a threshold, and they all <laughs> eventually have to cross it.
0: Right, it's it's actually kind of wild how it's it's almost starting to flatten out, where like you can predict how like a blue check person will uh, have like pronouns in their bio. They'll be wearing a mask in their avatar picture. Right.
1: Well, you go to any of the trending topics and anything that's from, like, a news source or whatever, and you see all the re- reactions that are blue check stuff.
0: Right, right.
1: And you could... It's like an algorithm wrote them.
0: It is. And it must be, right? Like, it, there's less hands-on.
1: Like, a, an algorithm is just, like, a pattern of behavior, right? Right. I'm right. just doing it at... A, high fidelity,
0: right.
1: makes it really boring though, sure mostly does. because it's not, you know, it's not honest,
0: well no, I think so. it's not honest, there could not be any honesty in algorithms, right? It's just yeah, because
1: you have to remove so much of real life just to make something uh, right. so prepared operate like that and for everybody to comply,
0: <laughs> that's basically it
1: just makes everything so boring.
0: Well, I, I think that's right, but you were, you, last time we did this the other day when the goddamn thing fucked up.
1: I know. For sure.
0: And uh, that's what you said, it was like, it's it's, it's also boring, like you're, we're hoping for the alien reveal. Yeah. And the content sucks. Yeah. So. I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: Not to put words in your mouth, that's just a, what I remember. It's
1: true. It's just, yeah, the lying is the worst part, cause lying is boring. Right. you can only you only <laughs> have lies so deep right.
0: the truth is far more entertaining far more Yeah. Deep, deeper anyway
1: like trust is a huge risk to take yes um, and like the implications of that risk are really complex and it makes life enjoyable
0: well yeah makes life Enjoyable exactly because you're you're kind of it's a little bit of faith in a way. Yeah You're operating as if this were true.
1: Yeah, that's what reality is, right? Watch out
0: had some guy give me the old vegetarian argument the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What was, well, was very that. angle? Well, the one thing was about the, the meat rotting in your colon, because our digestive system isn't built to... okay. you know about anything like that?
1: Well, I don't think the content really matters of the argument. <sighs> um, it's coming from a pattern of some kind of fear dialectic or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just Fair. wanted to know if they went for... The animals are suffering, so you'll be haunted by animal ghosts, <laughs> or you're going to be a zombie because you're. Right. You shouldn't be eating things, but yeah, I don't know. I think for the most part, it's unavoidable.
0: Meat eating. Right. Um, Couldn't imagine life without it, really. Personally, but.
1: it's uh. I think the only thing you need to control for is your intent. And then like what you're connected to. I do certainly think your life can improve if you uh um if you I, I guess if you have control of your intentions and mm. through not just reactions to things happening to you.
0: Oh, that's fair. Like what he was saying it was, re- yeah, he was basing it on some ethical, some things that he experienced. Yeah. And he made his decision. It's like, okay. But there's always something funky or f- sort of, I don't know, freaky about all those things where it's like a totalizing approach to things. And, yeah. And then it's like a, well, you'll get there when it's time. You're just resistant to change.
1: Yeah. I think that's just... uh part of the group acceptance thing. Like right, yes. Something, food is so hard because food is like a personal experience that you can't share with anybody else. True. Like your digestion and shit. Like, well, yeah.
0: Um, and that's why I was like pretty, like I was just li- letting him talk and I was like, okay, if it works for you, fine.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think everybody would be served by just having time Alone to experience things, and I think food is one of those things that people don't allow them to. No, I know in that way.
2: And then you can build.
1: Use this as a numbing agent, or a therapist, or <laughs> right, a spouse, or whatever. Not a fuel, source. which is yeah. yeah,
0: which is really all it is. I mean, it is more than that, but it's fuel first, right?
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. You can be
0: hi, hi, buddy.
1: So you can be kind of wasting right resources by. Um, Lucky if are not, not the using them people? for the right reasons. I, I, mean, uh, like, I agree. You can't have good intentions if you're not, like, paying <laughs> attention to things because you don't know what's going on. Right. So, yeah. if you don't really know and you're just kind of um, disassociating and Right. shoving right. things into your <laughs> face, then <laughs> I, I don't think you really have any authority, uh, especially not to tell anybody else no. what they should be eating. But, um, I don't know. It, most vegetables aren't good for people. It's a huh. uh, yeah, I've heard that too. Like it's a logical thing, right? You eat fruit and the reason that the fruit is palatable is because the fruit needs to survive, and right. Spread its seeds and stuff.
0: Right, sure, okay.
1: But if you're eating leaves, the things that the plant uses to right to live then it's Probably not a good thing. Right. But then again, like, you want to do it within limits. And my whole thing with the vegetarians is the they try to, like, steal the excess from other food movements. Right. And they're just eating piles and mounds. And it's always, <laughs> like, either, right. like, pools of things or piles of things <laughs> with the vegetarians. And it doesn't look good. No. And it's also full of things that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's actual it gluttony in some in some cases because you need to replace
0: all those <laughs> all uh, the nutrients right and like this the satiety that you get from meat or whatever the umami or whatever yeah that's a lot of mushrooms yeah to replace that yeah for sure or tofu and just for the hell of it i threw the i threw like the whole phytoestrogen you know tofu thing at him and he's just so like oh well,
1: that was true i'd have i'd have bigger tits than you <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs>
0: Also, Matt, if you are listening, oh, you sometimes listen. It's not I'm just... I'm just working out the ideas, man. <laughs> eat what you want to eat. But fuck then I just realize how, like, limited my understanding is of so many things? Like, I sometimes feel like I am way dumber. That's the number one lesson from the podcast and from the last year. I am way less informed than I thought. Whatever it takes for you to be humble. <laughs> sure. Right, but there's also that feels good, but it's also like, yeah, you don't need to humble yourself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think a lot of people worry Matt Lee.
1: Yeah, totally. Where they spend too much time uh, using people
0: to humble themselves. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's like less about them actually wanting to appear humble. Yeah. And actually be humble and accept that. It's more like, do you see how... <laughs> It's that misplaced spirituality thing again. Yeah. I just find it boring. I know. So So much of it is boring.
1: I thought, like, I just had anhedonian, like, for a while. Just just an inability (laughs) to feel things. Right. But, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're in a low trust environment, right? Or at least I'm operating in a low trust, yeah, mode right now. But just being hyper aware of everything just means there are so few surprises. And then, right, right. when you do have a novel experience and what you get is a script, then uh, right. it's hard to
0: uh, hard to care it's like you're, that's exactly right you get a script and it's like oh okay so we're just actually repeating we're not breaking any new ground yeah, yeah.
1: I do understand that I guess there's a need for that for, for trust or something
0: right yeah sure it's like it, it uses like a starting block yeah but so much of it is like to see if you're already in the echo chamber.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's so much like, (laughs) all of like the PC stuff is so deep at this point that you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who wasn't uh, up to date on the proper gestures and pronouns and stuff.
0: Yes, and there's even lingo from that movement that's working its way into my dialect sometimes. Right. Honor and validate is one. It's like, oh. It. Why don't I just like let you speak? I don't have to honor and validate. It's like, are you honoring me right now? I don't. I don't really need your. It's not really that honorable. Everything is not that honorable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good feature of jargon. The hyperbole.
0: Right. Well, I was, that, I was, when I was thinking about how so much of it is like religious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: in a different way. Yeah. Or it's like a lower level attempt at religion.
1: Yeah, well certainly all the actions are similar. Right. Like, land acknowledgements are the exact same as like genuflecting in front of a, a cross or whatever.
0: Damn, the guy I sat down with yesterday did have indig- it was like of an indigenous background. I should have asked him about that. Like if he- I don't know what he'd have to say about it, but it does seem a little bit genuflecting is the right word, eh? Yeah. It's like, is that helping the problem? Mm -hmm. If there were a problem? Is that the solution? Yeah, I don't know. Might be, I don't know. Maybe it helps. I don't think it does.
1: Well, one thing we do know is that it's been tried before. Mm. And we still, according to them, have these problems, so...
0: There you go. Like, it's... It's almost like a first step that just keeps getting repeated. It's like, take that first step, then step off, then take it again. It's like... Yeah. If you really were about change...
1: I just don't understand where it comes from. Like, I know... There's a lot of that needed to like be accepted in groups or whatever, Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, that's it. That's basically it. I would say. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. It's tribalism, I guess. It's. I wish there was. I wish there was more. Like, I don't want to say I figured it out, but like, tribalism and the misplaced spirituality idea. Yeah. It's like that. Really, kind of makes a lot of sense.
1: What doesn't make sense to me is why that's considered, like, the peak of society. Right, right. When it clearly doesn't fit most of the people who are, uh, kind of obliged to, uh, subscribe to it. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's certainly not the peak. It might have some use to getting us On a progressive, truly progressive path, but it's not enough to say, oh I'm uh, I'm sorry and I'm aware and bad things happen. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna that's your foundation for building something. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't work.
1: Doesn't make any sense. Didn't um follow any design principles. Well that was no, no exactly. Religious principles or Right, political principles. Yes, but and then most of the people who are kind of out there in the public eye are for the most part blatantly disobeying those things. Like, they're the picture of the exception. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Blatantly disobeying like the the sort of extreme progressivism? You mean? Or
1: uh, No, just like the general like... <laughs> Your, your Harvey wine scenes. Oh, all I
0: see. Right, right. Like the real fucking. What would you call All those them?
1: open secrets that, uh, right. that everybody knows about but doesn't address.
0: Right. But then again, he sort of spawned a movement of his own. Like Me Too sort of came out of when that sort of was broken, right?
1: Yeah, although it was an open. But like, too, what, that what did that help? It, it kind of just don't put know. the spotlight on his situation, and right. everybody else could hide in the shadow <laughs> from that spotlight.
0: <laughs> yes, I can. Does the
1: saying go, "If you can't hide something,
0: paint it red"? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, paint yeah, it, it red.
1: I don't really encounter it much. Um, that's the other Explicitly. is just, like, I don't go around rubbernecking looking for my next friend. Right. So I don't feel any pressure to, like, <laughs> be ready for that, like, to grab that chance. Right. With both hands, you know?
0: Which, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty admirable, actually. Sometimes I kiss so much ass because I'm looking for a podcast guest. Right. <laughs> which is okay. You want to extend a little bit of trust, but...
1: Yeah, well you can you can like ride the the line I suppose. True, true.
0: Yeah, it's almost might almost be worth trying to be a thorn in somebody or like bug somebody a little bit and then see if they want to come on the podcast. But it depends. Everyone's temperament is different.
1: You can really get a long way just by knowing how to say nothing.
0: That is true. But like hit the right emotion points. Yep. That's actually what Pete was telling me uh one interrogation technique they use in police force is just to say nothing right like they just let the guy say one thing and then just stare at him yeah i was was thinking about using that for the podcast it does work oh yeah did you hear me i also can't tell if i'm yelling or not these damn headphones on all right no it's fine okay Seems like the weather might finally be here for us to start to the, the outdoor playing.
1: Yeah, it'd be good to finding. find some places.
0: Yeah. Did you have a spot in mind, like an easy to get for the first one? Uh, the
1: first no. instance,
0: because he did make a pretty good list.
1: Yeah, I have a list, and they're all kind of equal in quality. Okay. So I guess we could go to the one, whatever one's our closest. Sure. And see. Yeah, I good. don't know. I. These past few weeks, I've just <laughs> really been struggling to even care about how I <laughs> present things, or <laughs> yeah, who hears it, or what. Right. Or no, I know. I just don't see the point. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Seems like there's already like a limit that's been placed.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that
1: could be. Like a potential that's been decided either yep. by like financial status or not caring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it could be that we've reached peak we've reached peak content
1: <laughs> you know, yeah like maybe no,
0: nobody gives a fuck anymore yeah there's no more room
1: it's very possible it seems to be that that's what they're trying to make happen but well, yeah they're always trying to make that happen
0: it's almost like the nft could be a good <laughs> indicator that <laughs> that's what content is now and that half the people myself included don't understand those
1: <laughs> There's nothing really to understand.
0: No, it's almost, it's just like the first issue baseball card in the digital format.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, but it's like having, it's like that's in a, the, the baseball card's in the vault and you have the ticket for it or ah, the key for sure. it. sure. People are that spending a lot of money to not actually be able to possess something, just to say that they have and right. they have proof, and proof, but not tangible proof. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. None of it's tangible. No. Yeah, it all seems pretty false. Right. Like a distraction, almost?
0: Yes, definitely that. Well, isn't that all it's ever really been? Yeah. I mean, I guess the best content was reacting, or, or at least revolutionary. But now, it's all just like, yeah. I mean, when someone called it the post-truth era, that made a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I guess so. i become skeptical that anything was really ever revolutionary. <laughs> That's possible, too. Especially anything that we know about.
0: Right, right. Oh, well, yeah, sure, anything, anything marketed as a revolution probably wasn't a revolution.
1: Yeah, even anything standardized that, like, was within a framework. Right. I, I don't know, the sports is, or art has been pretty much turned into sports completely now. Oh, totally. Which,
0: uh. Art is sports and sports are now soap operas. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like this. Sh- and it was so funny when the NFL draft was the other day and I was getting all these damn notifications for some reason from right. the score app. It's like, it, it is the same story. The savior, the young savior is coming to save this down and out team. Yeah. It's like, really? But that's a tale as old as. It's all just manipulation, because right. who cares? I know, <laughs> who cares? I think you said it right last time. It was just like, it's just for us to have heroes, build them up, kill them, and move on to the next one. Yeah. So.
1: I don't know, I was never told that I, or was never taught that I need that. That's good. I need to sacrifice people.
0: And were you ever, like, taught to idolize people? No. Yeah. Maybe in school they taught, they tried that.
1: Yeah. I think it's different when you barely have parents. Okay. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. Really, Fair enough. You don't really think there are options, and then mm. School is like a counter. Mm. The, uh, the school was never, I was never, like, the core audience of any school I was in. <laughs> so none of their stuff was targeted at me, technically. Sure, no. So. For the most part, I feel like I taught myself. Mm. And for the most part, I did. Like, I just read textbooks in class. Right. And ignore the teacher, who is usually a stooge. Yeah, and working with students who uh, weren't picking things up as fast as I was.
0: Right. Yeah, it's true, eh? Because their reputation depended on bringing the slackers up. Yeah. Not really someone who was teaching themselves. Yeah, and then I learned quickly how to... An
1: honors average without trying, right? Wish I had that, man. I, I think I'm the opposite. For me, the secret was just listening to the teachers and the only times that they did their job, which is like the first week, right? And they said all their uh negotiables or non negotiables. <laughs>
0: you just learn that,
1: yeah, and then you just turn that into a code and apply it to every assignment,
0: right? Because you often heard it was like, yeah, the teachers gave the best marks when they heard you just regurgitate exactly what they said.
1: Yeah. Okay. There was one teacher who, like, had a thing about periods. Right. On, uh, on like, documents we were handing in. And okay. that was, like, he didn't say how much it was worth, but it was seriously worth, like, 65% of the grade.
0: <laughs> like, just the, the, the punctuation?
1: Just the, yeah, just, like, how you use punct- punctuation. Oh, okay. It had to be how... That's his like standard of note taking right so like whatever was that in high school uh that was junior high but okay. that was like IB stuff so they oh right, they right, wanted right. to
0: treat us like we were in high school which was just yeah what was that all about man I, I I don't know why my parents didn't push me into that
1: well you I don't know it, it only would have saved you time socially <sighs> Educationally, it doesn't really matter. did do a damn thing. Everything that was interesting going going on was happening like interpersonally,
0: right? The the weekly episode of Skins, basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast ever, but like the way that kids behaved in our junior high and high school, well, junior high especially, seemed so crazy for how young they actually were.
1: Yeah, but it, it, like it didn't ever seem forced, like there was some no. kind of like hidden hand behind it. It just seemed like they were actually just flailing like you're supposed to. Right. But then like you talk to other people. <laughs> you talk to adults who are in their thirties who are experiencing those things for the first time. And, <laughs> and, and like fucking up their lives because that's right. like the worst time to do that Right. Stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I guess if you're really going to go for it, the sooner the better. Really, less consequence. Yeah. I
1: suppose maybe, like, I don't really want to make economic judgments about them, but I feel like for the most part, everybody there, like myself included, was pretty stable, like, financially and, like, socially and in terms of family. Um, I guess that's, like, a class argument that, like, fucking up in that way was kind of
0: a privilege yeah (laughs) yeah could be could be
1: then again like I don't know that other people generally would uh, experience those things earlier in life or later I guess it kind of depends on what community you're in I guess so but anyways like I'd never experienced the kind of uh, darkness coming from other people <laughs> From their like life choices. Up until that point, in, I lived in poor communities before and rich communities, and I guess maybe I wasn't so aware of it. Mm. There was something about that school that was just—it seemed like the walls were a little bit closer every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. There was, yeah.
1: It might just be a hormone thing, but <laughs> that's well, always a factor. Well,
0: it is. Remember when we started there in grade 7, it was basically they just started the construction? Or they were yeah. out part way through it and there were some parts of the school that were just in complete disarray?
1: Yeah, that too. They were like building a school around us as well. right? Kind of for us, but not really. Yeah,
0: for us in theory, but... I remember everybody got a new locker and I was stuck with one of the old pieces of shit. <laughs> and then I, wa- I swear to God, I was in the classroom and I see this construction worker, Trying to open that piece of shit locker from like, outside after they'd ripped it out. Yeah. It's like, I told you. Yeah. Piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would never look back at that period as a, a good time of my life. And no. I've actually had like much worse times since then, but <laughs> I'd never go
0: back. Just oh, being no. locked.
1: The idea of being locked into it,
0: that's the worst. Kind of having yeah. that choice. Yeah. There's something so disheartening about that. I think I felt it pretty good, like, day one of grade seven. Yeah. Through until, basically, I graduated university. I just hated that so much.
1: Yeah, I was absolutely miserable in college. (laughs) I hated every day of it. Yeah. Plus the fact that I was paying for it. That's true, too. And, like, working for it. Yeah. And I really started looking at what my... How I was improving my life by doing it, and
0: which you weren't. One
1: of those many <laughs> things that just leads to teaching. Yeah, Something I'm not. <laughs> interested <laughs> in. Hopefully.
0: That was really the only out from a lot of post-secondary was to become like get into the system, yeah, as a researcher, teacher.
1: It's like there's only two options uh, in like the the workforce. Either you're somebody's secretary or you're somebody's teacher. <laughs>
0: That's true, man. And the rest are just the psychopaths who didn't bother. Yeah. Or who took the education, but really just took what they needed from the whole experience, learn how to manipulate people. Yeah. My guilt was a different kind, because my parents paid for most of my tuition. Oh, okay. And it's like, fuck. I'm just going to stay home and smoke weed all day. Mm. One of the best quotes Jeff I've ever had was, "Well, you'd always rather be at home smoking weed, <laughs> <laughs> but there's more to life, or something like that."
1: It's true. I don't know. For some reason, it always made—maybe it's just because I was coming out of the grade school system, but right. going to school always seemed like the the best choice. But looking back, I had no like. I had no plan. Like, there was nothing I really wanted to learn. Right. And I just chose music because I music. That's a then, like music. Looking good like, once something you like, all of a sudden has a bunch of rules that you didn't have any say in. Right, it becomes uh, <laughs> not fun. Right. Yep. Like I had like 130 credits or something. It's not like I wasn't exposed to a bunch of different things, I guess. I'm so lazy. I don't want to work. (laughs) I certainly don't want to pay for school. No. To work at the end of it. And then work for the rest of my life.
0: No, it makes no sense. It kind of seems like a, a racket. Because the real essential knowledge is not. you can't really get it some other stooge who just did it 30 years before you yeah
1: really i mean i remember looking the scientific research is one of those few things where they're actually making progress in some tangible way right sure but in terms of the other domains well i guess the humanities are progressing in a way but it seems to be like narrowing mm and then all those factors that we talked about earlier are at play. But it seems like there's a real barrier to innovation, like if you're not going to top, top school, Mm -hmm. and there's, it's very likely that you're just gonna be doing rote learning pretty much. (laughs) Right. The best you can hope for is theory yeah, mm. I mean, I'm talking out of my ass because I haven't not looked into okay. any of these things. But
0: Well, that's a lot of what I experienced at the at getting a liberal arts education. Right. I wouldn't recommend it, but you have to, you can't expect anything from getting it. Yeah. It's a really personal thing. It proved beneficial. It still does. I mean, it's stoked an interest in all those things, but that might have happened anyway. Yeah. Also, a lot of wasted fucking time and money, though. Not yeah. wasted, but spent, you know, like it's gone. Yeah. Hey, Denver. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good. Doing a podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is my buddy, Devin. Hey. hey how's it going? This is Denver. <laughs> it's been a while, man. It's been a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, how how's you, things? good yeah, yeah good just out for a little ride i like it you came from because you're up on 118th roughly uh, yeah 117. 117. Yeah. Yeah. nice yeah right on yeah cool cool nice well we got to get you on here sometime yeah for sure that's a nice <laughs> little little setup a little zoom couple labs and yeah go for a walk hey fun. hey how are you good good good, good. to see ya. Yeah, you yeah it was fun yeah. anyway well let's let's talk soon sounds good okay, okay, okay see you man yeah thanks buddy It's funny.
1: I hope he listens. <laughs> I hope he. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: the best I can hope for, honestly, the way my uh, podcast is bringing me joy like nothing else, even though no one's listening to it. Yeah. Just the potential that somebody's going to be listening to it. I can see how many episodes I've done of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And how like there's nothing in it for them. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's so anti-audience, you know, yeah. it's like fuck the audience
1: like you literally just have to take it in or not You're not gonna No. like the sound quality shitty You're not <laughs> gonna want to play it on your sound system or anything. Right,
2: right
1: They're like raw ideas, but you can't steal them because they're mine. Right, and right. I'm also presenting them horribly Like I did a whole song with a cigarette in my mouth That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not laughs> so know? good. I got too drunk a few nice. weeks before that and couldn't remember to play how to play half the songs. but
0: that's, that's that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Fuck the audience.
1: <laughs> it's certainly uh certainly what our heroes uh thought.
0: No, that's what they the younger the better. Right. Fuck right. The audience. Fuck the audience. Some of our favorites. <laughs> Oh God, I'm gonna say something else then I forgot. I do like that idea of, of like becoming just undeniable. It's like you can't deny the amount that I've that you've done. Like how many episodes are you at now?
1: Uh, tomorrow will be 42, I believe. Nice.
0: Like I don't want to use the word respect, but like people have to honor and validate that. Like they have to they have to look at it and be like, well, I haven't done that. It's true. Right? The one thing, the only
1: thing I have...
0: That one's on the phone. <laughs> I can cry more. I'm
2: happy
1: too. <laughs> Just a Those good... Gender relations in 2021 for you.
0: <laughs> that one's on the phone. He's a good 40 meters in front of the rest of his family that he's supposedly on a bike ride with. Yeah. That stupid cunt is on the phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all I have is a shit ton of material that's mine, and I don't necessarily need co-writers. Um, at a certain point, I won't need like, support from really any right of the structures. Um, the only thing I need to figure out is what I'm going to replace the media platforms with or, right. or what. Which, like, the only thing, like, comedians go through the same thing they're going through, as cancel culture right. rips through them and stuff and the only thing they have is live events and they're actual bands who will come out and pay tickets to see them. Right. And the same thing is the case with music but there's so much of that, like, Payola shit that right. gets in the way of it, and uh, the fact that venues are always hooked up to radio um, stations and stuff because mm. they don't support local um, local artists in any tangible way. Then you have the issue in Canada where there's not there's not a whole lot of traffic going through this region of Canada, so you don't get like a uh, regular roster of touring acts. Lots of people come here once, and then never again. Can't really rely on the churn of the industry in that way.
0: Right. So you think you have to kind of put a, a structure in place that's just personal for you? I think I have to move to mm-hmm. somewhere where it's actually a viable place to do it. Right. Uh, that may be. That's actually probably more likely than anything, right? It's the only thing that makes sense to me. It just doesn't seem like you can build it here. I mean, maybe you can.
1: I don't think I can without being somebody's secretary or teacher (laughs) while I'm doing it.
0: Sure. You mean it would always be a side job? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't really side job content well no that's a good point just walking into meetings presenting yourself over and over again just waiting for someone to accept you
0: (laughs) right and if it was real original content you'd be living it I suppose like it, it would be a representation of you yeah like if a third of your day is sleeping and the other third of your day is working a job but you just are right pretty well over
1: yeah And that takes a lot of effort to keep that shit out of art.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually wondering, like, do your experiences working with disabled folks and, and, like, working in a non-for-profit, do you have to consciously not fucking work that into your music? Or does it just...
1: What I have to consciously do uh, is not allow my work to become personal.
0: Ah, that's so important, man.
1: Which is kind of, like, it makes me really good at my job. Being objective all right. the time, but it also means that like relationships with coworkers are usually strained because most people don't have that propriety um, necessary because they're not building something. But like I'm constantly reminded because anytime anybody finds out that I also do music, they try to put those two things together, right? And even uh, the company does, and they make it seem like because I work for them, they have some like ownership over it, and they. <laughs> they have some right to hear it
0: that's the fucked up thing and you were saying too you were saying too last time that like, uh fuck is it ever noisy here yeah about how uh what did you say <laughs> cause it was important it was like you're, you're basically irreplaceable at that job now because of the time that you've put in oh yeah
1: Yeah, that was a really good point. I don't quite remember it. Something about the shorthand of bureaucracy values people. (laughs) Yes. Being there for a long time so they don't have to worry where you stand. Right. And they can just soft focus everything and just go back into their routine, especially if you're not like a threat to their position or whatever. Right.
0: And you're at the top of the page structure, aren't you? Yeah. So it's like, what do you possibly have to gain?
1: Absolutely nothing. The way that you can get away with, like, one idea every five years in the job market is something that's so against my core principles and my being.
0: Because you're like an idea-a-day guy. In the sketching, right? Like, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. It's like always trying to innovate.
1: Yeah, I I try to do it constantly, like everything. Like, if you consider your reactions to the world around you, whether or not they're negative or positive, like if you're moving things or if you're opening possibilities, Try to just be slightly on the edge of opening possibilities. Right, not so much that I'm like manic and I don't know, just going off the rails. <laughs> but not just a right fucking ball art that just blocks out everything that might be necessary or unnecessary. It's really I don't know. I don't like talking about it in such a dry fair. sense. That's fair. But I also don't like sharing examples, so fuck it. <laughs>
0: I mean, it could just be our personality types that we're so repulsed by it all. not repulsed at all. I'm bored. He's bored. You're chairman of the board, as Iggy Stooge, or fucks his name, Iggy Pop said. Yeah. (laughs) Iggy Stooge. Well, we should go climb the... Go go climb a mountain next month. Yeah, sure. That might be, in the words of Jordan Peterson, something we could think of as being anything other than boring. <laughs>
1: um, next month is in June? Yeah. Thinking, okay. Is that you think that's possible? Yeah, probably. I have, like, May long off. I have, Oof. like, five or six days off then. Nice. It's kind of the end of the month, but if that's too soon, I can always look at another time. I think we
0: could... Talk to Keith, we'll see, see what he wants to do. I do want to make that Chef steps pizza oven. Oh, that's happening. Like, <laughs> there's no excuses. Yeah. And we're going to document it, even just with a few pictures to say we did it. Yeah. Man.
1: How many bricks? you remember? Like 47, 48. That's okay, not
0: that bad. And then two big slates. Okay. And a lot of wood, right? Sounds like a lot of gas being burned to get that to the campsite, but... Yeah. Worth it.
1: Yeah, so it's like one bundle an hour it burns. Fuck.
0: Okay. Well. Pizza takes about two minutes. <laughs> okay. So... Right, okay. So you can just fire out a bunch of pizzas and then let it cool down? Yeah, and then fire it up when you need it. Okay.
1: You can also use the residual heat to cook other things. (laughs) Right. Burgers. Yeah.
0: Oh, jeez. I gotta tuck this fucking place in here. Should just tie the shoe, but... (laughs)
1: I've made all these like everything I've written and created, I've turned into like a big web and, of like puzzles and stuff okay, and well, I don't remember why for like half of them, <laughs> and there's so many layers now that it's kind of it's out of my control. Ah, uh, that's pretty cool. so I like I never even arrived at a point before I lost control of it, so I don't necessarily know. <laughs> what it is. Like, I've I've created, like, a self-feeding... okay. ...thing. Right. But, like, I'm the source because I'm putting (laughs) shitty sketches into the pile. Right. And then those sketches, like, are related to things. And I do have, like, a narrative that's in there, but the more... The more I flesh it out, the more everything else is bigger in comparison.
0: Hmm... That's it. I've created a monster! <laughs> it really really feels that way. Is there a danger of being enslaved by it? Uh, like you could just stop.
1: Yeah, I mean nobody could care about it and then in 20 years I could have kids and then like present it to them and right. be like what the fuck is this? <laughs> and throw it in the garbage. We knew you were fucked. Yeah. I'm really like going hard in the like, art direction and not Good. the like media direction.
0: Uh, okay, as far as, like, the accessibility of the work?
1: Um, or, yeah, yeah, and I guess what it's regarded as, like, right, at what angle you're taking, you're uh, starting your analysis at. I gotcha. Um, like, secondary to, like, a perfect uh, tree stand in front of a sprawling plane in terms of where I'd want to perform these songs, like, second would be... Uh, an art gallery with high ah, okay. ceilings.
0: Okay. It's not pop. It's not pop music, per se. Well, it is, but... Okay. Um...
1: I guess it's not, uh, what's popular these days. Right. Okay. Or at least not locally.
0: I went inside this house one day. no I do. Yeah. What's I was- it like? I wish I could remember, but it's a lot like the outside—a <laughs> lot, oh, okay. lot of wood, <laughs> like wood, everything. Somehow, some like somebody who lived there, died, and we were um. somehow knew the grandkids, and we were helping them clean it out or something. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird because I took their poker table. No, oh. no, like, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Because a lot of what happened to me in the past few months and led me to getting pretty burned out and just like off the path was becoming enslaved by the work or it was like you know like as with music video has so many technical elements right I wasn't growing right like my, my images weren't getting better but it's like I have to keep doing it because people are paying me to do it and yeah. they're expecting me to keep doing it and then you start to question if you're even doing the right things
1: that's where I think most people give up I think most people pivot to like social climbing at that point. Ah, that's a good point. They start like with the hero worship, and then how do I become like that? Well, you get around people like that, and right? Seek that, and those are the changes you can make a lot easier than learning and failing,
0: right? You just, which is a form of giving up, I guess.
1: I don't know that it's t- like necessarily negative, hmm? but I yeah. think it's a, a result of the way the industry is set up. <laughs>
0: Right. Absolutely. Any industry is like, it's like we were talking about before, like at the height of any business, it's really just conversation. Right. Like it's meeting to to allocate resources. Yeah. It's like, well, I've reached the pinnacle of my usefulness as an actual creator or artist. So now I have to go meddling with human resources. Right. Or I'm switching the medium, I guess from fucking art to peep from, you know, tools and technology to people. Services. Yeah, services. Ultimately though, like filmmaking and video production is such a collaborative art that I my instinct was to start teaming up with people but not in a social climbing way, just more in like, I need help. Oh, okay, all I right. Know, I need a fucking second shooter. I need someone to edit for me yeah. so I can, like, go just do more.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems like you have the same problem I have. I think we do. The lack of venues and the lack mm. of uh, capable
0: hands around, right. or at least in close proximity, right? I would say I've got a pretty good group of people. And it seems like the issue is just finding the venue, which in our case is, like, a project. Right. It just sucks because you know you can deliver. Like, we went and shot some stuff last week that was... I was more in a supporting role, but it's as good as anything I've ever been a part of. Yeah. It's like, fuck, if we could just do this three or four times a month.
1: Right. Well, they're always saying the film industry's picking up in Alberta. I don't know how true it is. <laughs> I don't know. I think
0: it's a, well. It big projects are coming for sure. But right. I guess I guess that's what they mean. Maybe they built that huge goddamn studio in Calgary. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know when that was. Like maybe the early aughts that. A lot of people in the industry, maybe they got rich and they just thought everybody deserves (laughs) to be just, like, going straight to big projects or whatever, so... Right. Like, indie film died and... Right. Indie music got bought up. And then, like... I don't know. Like, there's all this... Uh like, this hunt for the next prodigy or whatever. Hmm. It seems like you're supposed to be, like, laying the ground for that person to... usurp or whatever.
0: Right. Which is a familiar story. Yeah. There's also this problem in the indie community, in Edmonton at least, where it's like, there's there's a lot of reluctance these days to work for free. Right. Which, to me, so much of indie was that. Yeah. But now there's this class of... At least in the film industry of people who are really want to be paid what they're worth, which is fair. I'm, yeah. w- I'm one of them.
1: I think that's what the, it's the result of all the liberal arts degrees.
0: <laughs> yeah, could well be. I am owed something. But I also did a few days free last week and it's like, as soon as you just get over that, it's actually pretty freeing. Yeah. You just, I don't know, you... That's the old thing—is the the tangle between art and commerce.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I've <laughs> never really sure. connected what I'd say is my art practice to uh, to money in any way, even though it's a result of money. Mm me having the time to do it. Right. I don't know how much that's required to be kind of baked in.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know either. I, I suppose it's just as baked in as you let it be because it's two totally different things. It's like the drive to create is coming from somewhere totally different.
1: Like there's a thing Of, like, artists that navel gaze as soon as Mm -hmm. they start making money. (laughs) Right. That happens in almost every domain. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And for the most part, that's when I switch off and I don't care anymore.
0: (laughs) Right, because then it's like, because without, as soon as they start making money, then there's like that, it's that, it represents the external validation of the audience so tangibly. Yeah. Where it's like, with our podcast, for instance, if you want to call that, it's creation at least. It's like, we don't really care what comes of it. Not really doing it for anybody. But if I started plugging fucking Magic Spoon and Blue Chew, <laughs> and I was getting a check every month, I'd be like, eh, you, I have something to say, obviously.
1: Yeah. For the most part, it seems like that something to say that people step into is like some kind of permission to copy somebody else. Right like you just like you earn the script
0: right you earn the script that being said I would plug magic spoon and Bluetooth. <laughs> nah I don't think so if anything this is like a good little piece of social capital If anything that you can like give to the guest and be like do what you want with it if you want to show people what you think what you sound like? Right. Or what you think you sound like?
1: I I personally get tons of value out of the moon cast.
0: Oh, good. That's awesome.
1: But, like, I don't know how much of that will ever be visited upon other people. Um,
0: Probably not very much.
1: But, like, it almost seems like the stupider the things I say, the more <laughs> I'm able to, like... Think about them and like get actual, at times life changing results out of Mm. it. It's like changes the perspective. That's great, then. I mean, I think the walk is a big part of it. Yeah. Because I don't do much walking. (laughs) So it's a change of pace and opens up neurons that I don't use.
0: Right. And you should be able to go out and walk and just say whatever you want to say. Yeah. as a form of like therapy or <laughs> cleansing or whatever
1: and there's also like the whole dialectical game that I'm playing where I'm purposely saying things for right. reasons that I right. won't
0: disclose right. <laughs> to confuse me probably <laughs> I do it all for the receipts <laughs> yeah, yeah to well fuck and they keep rolling in Yeah, keep rolling in It's a little odd doing it this time of year, this time of week, because there's so many people around.
1: Yeah, but it's a
0: little strange.
1: I guess. Well, the strange thing about it is not walking and not like plumbing personal depths mm. and like talking about relationships and all right. oh, the stuff people normally would be. No, I know. I'm kind of going right for the heart of it. I'm trying to. I don't know that we've gotten there yet. We have much weirder to go. (laughs) Looking forward to it.
0: It's funny how it's a totally different mood than the last one, the lost one that no one will ever hear. Yeah. It is. (laughs) Slightly kinder, gentler one. (laughs) A little more personal. Like, I forget what you were saying coming down Keeler Road the other day, and it was like, these are all facts. Facts, you can check them, these are facts. <laughs> it's like oh
1: well, oh. I think there's a bunch of this shit about the vaccine and right belief about it. Right. Which I, I
0: didn't know how to do that's necessary. Right. Which to me that is like the pinnacle of how boring things have gotten. Yeah. Like that is what the argument is. That is what's fueling all this fucking mistrust amongst people?
1: I think it would be interesting... I don't know how to approach this. The the idea of receipts is way more interesting to me kind of in, I guess, a um, a metaphysical sense than, like, a practical sense. Sure. Um, Because that's, like, a thing that is... I guess, a meme of real life. Like, for example, you learn about something and then you see it everywhere, right? Like, the receipt is, like, Mm. a digital version of that. Sure. And, like, you've seen some of the receipts I've pulled up. Some things are, like, just loudly receipts, right? And then some things are just bullshit. Mm. I see. But it's not, like, there's something about the... the smaller uh, format of... The, the media environment that makes it seem uh, more consequential. Yes, that, that's true for sure. Which makes the whole... Because uh, like there's a thing that they were talking about where uh, social media companies had isolated people, right, um, who had certain characteristics in their profiles and they basically put them mm. in, like, digital prisons so they like basically surrounded them with bots who said things that agreed with them and then they were never like interacting with real people and they didn't know it that's fucked so like we know that receipts are a thing because it happens in the real world right but when it's happening digitally is that happening naturally or is it happening Hmm. because of algorithms or is
0: there somebody literally with a finger on the button right which is It's kind of funny because that's been the age-old question. Is there somebody with a finger on the button? Yeah. Even centuries before digital. Yeah. And it's... The idea of being in a digital prison with a bunch of bots is like very much what I remember from philosophy was Descartes talking about the automaton. Right, yeah. Which is the NPC, basically. It's like you, you have no idea if the person you're talking to is even a real person.
1: Yeah. So like with the finger on the button thing... The way that I had to like dance around starting that conversation, which ended up in a place where we both are like in concert, Mm -hmm. is like a societal finger on the button. Okay. As soon as I start with the woo-woo nonsense, you have all this like preconceived notions about things that you don't, like you haven't given any time to. Right. But there are references and what I'd like this podcast to be, what I've made it for myself basically, (laughs) is... Inquiries into those types of things. Okay. Without explicitly going into it. Because most of the stuff that's out there that's like being taught to people by like gurus or whatever is like right. bullshit. Mm. It's especially stepped on bullshit, so it's just right. whatever has gotten people's attention over the ages. Right. It's not necessarily uh, true or
0: practical. Whether or not that needs to be, I'm not too sure. Right. And I can almost grasp what you're talking about, and it sounds thematically familiar to things you've said the societal finger on the button
1: yeah like uh knowing that the the um January 6th shaman was an actor that's not like there's no scientific way to know that no And I certainly didn't research him (laughs) The moment I saw him like I didn't do checks. Right. That's probably why people said I shouldn't be able to say that right but we're literally living in a real world that's not online, right? And at least for now, the consequences in the real world, in the real world, aren't as immediate as online, right? So you should be able to question things like that.
0: And you should be able to not have beliefs. Sure, yeah, absolutely not. It seems like we're in a place where skepticism is frowned upon. It's like you have to take a stand. Yeah, and you can't second guess you know
1: yeah it seems like like with so many things skepticism has been given a face and that face is (laughs) not a representation of skepticism right either the like dictionary term of it or any kind of like industry standard that you can glean right and they just
0: blatantly contradict what that is right wasn't that where those rules come from where it's like personalize it and freeze it yeah it's like now skepticism is a is a right-wing trope yeah used by anti-maskers right How dare you be skeptical? <laughs> skeptical of anything
1: and they probably didn't even choose the word skeptical <laughs>
0: as like a no. branding no it's no that's true somebody used the word skeptical on a podcast the other day and i was like yeah oh, that's a. That's the right word for what it is that's being mistrusted. Yeah. So, like, what we're going through is literally like
1: a kind of a struggle between, like, free thought and fascism, pretty much. Because, like, all of those, like, bounds that we're dancing around are (laughs) not necessary to get to our point.
0: And it's so crazy how. That's what it is, between free thought and fascism, because there's a bunch of people in Bowdoin at a rodeo yesterday, not wearing masks, not distancing, whatever. A huge crowd of them in the the stands. Yeah. And somebody somebody tweeted it, and then somebody commented, maybe we should let their employers know. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Maybe we should what? That sounds a lot like something else.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, a natural thing. Like, that just flows out of people's mouths now.
0: Without any thought about what that actually means. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if they're in the right or wrong, or safe or unsafe. You... (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: And that, like, they make it seem like that's the social contract. Right. Like, the social contract is, like, fuck you, fuck me Mm -hmm. type of thing, but that's never been the case anywhere. Even places with tons of guns, it's just...
0: Right, it's never been... That's That's only
1: the case in, like... When the government has fallen and all the utilities have fallen and stuff and, like...
0: And you're in chaos. Yeah. The
1: the soldiers are off and most of them are dead and, (laughs) like, the women and children are just being, like, had, like, the famous sacks of, what, and rapes of... Like, they call them rapes of cities. (laughs) Like It's it's that, it's that clear. Right. That, like, it's those times that that shit happens. Yeah, we are... And it's not because Donald Trump was elected. (laughs) (laughs) No. Exactly Right. But they are act- acting like that and they did for what? such a long time it feels like they don't know how to get out of it. It's true.
0: And that's where the... Uh and, but they link it to the moral... The morality of being like well all those people are now going to get it and then give it to people.
1: Yeah. So, that's, okay.
0: That's that horse shit. Right, well... That's what the asymptomatic narrative was and the sort of... Whatever they call it, like the vac- the, the, sh- the virus shedding or all that, you know, asymptomatic shit. So yeah, that was so useful. Whether it's true or not. Yeah. It was so useful in that for that narrative. Yeah. Well, you could have it, and you wouldn't know. And you can get it, and you can keep getting it. Yeah. And again, I'm not disputing. I'm not here. I don't. I'm done the argument. I'm just saying from a, a thirty thousand foot, metaphysical or ethical view, that is a very useful piece of the argument. Mind your business. Yeah, exactly. And that honestly brought me to something I'm glad we got to, was this idea of people concerning themselves with ideas that are external to them. You know? Yeah. Like how much really matters to you? Very little. Right? And so why then, well, that, that maybe that's the problem. Is like now you're looking for something to fill the gap.
1: Well, the only things that matter for me is, like, primarily not being a burden to other people. And as much as I can, going through space and time without uh, destroying things mm. unnecessarily. Those two things are the only things I hold on to. Right. And that's, like, primary before, like, familial and, like, mm. friendship bonds and stuff. Those are the things I check myself against, and um, if I ever have like dark nights of the heart or whatever, that's what I'm thinking about. Not who likes me, not if I said the right thing at the right time or whatever.
0: Right, none of that matters.
1: And also with the mind your business thing, or don't, I I don't care. Or don't, right. (laughs) I
0: really don't care. I had a wild conversation with this woman a few weeks ago on the podcast, and she was, she had some kind of spiritual awakening, she called it. Oh really? Like on the podcast? No, no, I I wish, (laughs) I was an epic. Uh, I was on a beach on Vancouver Island under a full moon is like okay, crystallized I guess, but um, this idea of well i i can 't even recap it, but what I took away from it was like again, just like de- take your ego away from it and like realize that whatever anybody 's bringing to you is really has nothing to do with you yeah like it 's impossible for it to have anything to do with you, yeah, and that 's kind of breaking the chains of. Whatever it is, it's like people. I don't know. It's it's maybe it's just how we're wired yeah. as an organism.
1: I think so. It also gets in the way of actual learning about this world we live in. Yeah, I think it, I think it's used as an excuse case. to not actually ask real questions.
0: Right. We'd rather ask what you call the first order questions or like easy. Yeah. There's yeah.
1: I mean, so many of those. You can you can right. waste all of your lifetime. On those right. questions,
0: absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really all social media really is—is is those the infinite, the infinite nature of those easy to ask physical questions, materialist. Yeah. How many, it's because it's an infinite combination, right? So then there's infinite content that can exist.
1: Yeah, but it's also average, which makes it worthless. Right. Yeah, I'd say. And like, I don't think it needs to be that way. Like, misinterpretations are often, misinterpretations of those things, even like the public, like, fathiness about whatever thing, if it's misinterpreted, that's what makes it more interesting. Not that it's uh, faithful to whatever. Right. Two sides.
0: Right. Public interpret. Well, platform is the right word. It's all just yeah. like a flat land. Yeah. That's why high internet was kind of a funny concept to me when you said it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's possible. I suppose. And it sounds yeah, maybe. like. Maybe. Well, maybe.
1: I mean. Not uh, to. <laughs> I do want to analogize this but um, like David Lynch films for sure. example. Sure. He breaks a lot of uh, conventions um, he mm-hmm. plays with a lot of things emotionally and physically uh, through image and mm-hmm. use of time and all that stuff. That is allowed to or was allowed to exist in like the mainstream for the breadth of his career mm-hmm. and he was kind of a uh, an iconoclast in that way. Right. And also very... very popular. Right. And had, like, a cult of his own. Right. You can think of John Waters that way as well. Yeah. Uh
0: um, they, they broke down what the medium actually could be.
1: Yeah. Well, it's what it is. It's what it is. But people aren't utilizing it. Right. Right. So, like... We've operated... in this this media environment for however long there's been audio and video working together. And talk shows still exist in the exact same way they have all this time. (laughs) Right. And you know from ratings that they're not working and they're not competitive, they're certainly not creative, Um, but they persist. Mainly because the structures are so like, so firm. Right. that, like, that's the only thing that people know how to do. I was talking about this uh, in, the, in the Lost podcast, like all the equipment and materials and content and stuff is now completely around the world and if you just, like, spend a little time looking at how other people are interpreting it, you'll realize that there's so many different ways to approach things so you don't, like, converge on uh, the same idea. Um, so I, I think that's a that's something to
0: think about. Yeah, and uh, fight really. Yeah, I think when you talk about those talk shows being like a structure that's hasn't changed, it's almost like because it's so simple and because it like broadly just paints a bunch of shit with the same brush. Yeah, and it's it's necessarily not a personal thing. It's not about individuality. Yeah, it's, it's a a like a for advertising. Mm-hmm. Well, really. Which is a which is necessarily a mass form of communication. Yeah. But that's where people are getting their culture
1: from. That's where it's right. they're getting their personalities from.
0: Right. They're they're. Not, it's not coming from the culture actually. Well, yeah. it is. But the well, you could argue the s- syntax of that
1: sentence. But it's just because the, their entire culture, if they are whoever this straw person we're building is, is in that box or right. in their. Uh, uh, ISP package or whatever, their hmm. cable package. Sure, that's what their options are.
0: Right, that's uh, yeah. Well, uh, well,
1: like the answer is just make stuff, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I do think. have to wonder, like, who you're making it for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm less sure about that now. Like a week later. <laughs> yeah. I think the answer is really just... Well, i I'm not stupid to even start a sentence that way. Yeah, I, you do have to think about who you're making it for, but also, like, fuck the audience. Yeah, I mean, I think you can,
1: like, plow through with a, a solid why. Right. But, but that means you need to have interesting questions. Yeah. Like... Yeah. You can have basic questions that you can go super deep on like Mm -hmm. why am I so lonely meditate on that for a while create something that represents that question but like if you can't do it without referencing heavily the millions of ways that it's been done already which is super hard right yes we've been like somewhere in our minds is an exposure to that question being fleshed out in some artistic way, in, like, a component of some movie we saw or a TV show or right, whatever. Right, right. That's it's fairly, like, a broad topic.
0: That's a question Jerry always used to ask me. He's like, how do they keep making, like, it sounds like a stupid question, how do they keep making new rock songs? Right. But it's kind of, this. it's what you're talking about, is, like, how do they arrange the same X amount of tones and rhythms yeah. in new ways? But It's like, well, they really don't.
1: It's mainly because they don't have competition. <laughs> Right. The, like radio formats and music genres and stuff mm-hmm. keep things separate so the rock audiences can stay together right right they can write the same song over and over
0: yeah because only a certain amount of them ever become popular
1: yeah and there's enough of them to justify the industry right operating yeah. It is something I think about because I hate repeating myself.
0: Mm. Just in general, or like in your in your in your music. In everything. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> it's a war against boring, boringness.
1: Because like, you can go so deep with things that without like losing your mind. Mm. But be, like I, I've yet to experience like a, a piece of modern art, let's say it's something after maybe 1940. Sure. That even came close to, like, rivaling how deep I'll go into a topic myself, uh. to, like, find out answers. And it's probably just yeah. the format, and you have to appeal yes. to broad audiences, but I brought up David Lynch, and he's an example of somebody who just goes for it and doesn't explain it. Right. And it's up to the audience to do the work to, uh, to figure out what it means to them.
0: Well, maybe that's really it then. You just have to give... There's. It's impossible for any medium to go as deep into a thing as a, a brain. Yeah. But if you could give enough... That's what we were talking about yesterday about the why filmmaking is a nice medium because there's so many... There's so much potential for iteration within a scene. Right. And layers of meaning, or layers of at least like, you know, eight like little objects of meaning. Yeah. So I was like pretty geared up to start writing a screenplay and then I was like, ah, I don't know. (laughs) It's still too boring. The idea still isn't, it's like, well, I'll just write it out. But
1: if you have to write it out, you do, you do, I think the middle part is. Uh, I think you should focus on the middle part of it. Right. And uh, whether or not you have a story, you'll find out from doing that. Because I think the middle Good part point. is a lot more interesting than the, like, the of faith or whatever.
0: Right, right.
1: Really look into uh, the sacred prostitute.
0: Right, right.
1: It was a thing back in like, I don't know, ancient Rome and Greece and stuff where
0: there was a,
1: uh, like a temple for, I don't know, Aphrodite or something like that, whoever the sex god is. Yeah. Where like, it was like what turned into modern day brothels, but it, mm. had, it served a social function for the men of the society. Okay. And they actually had a holy role, and they were treated like almost monks hmm. or nuns. And I think there's a lot of that in the modern uh, pornography industry, but the commerce of it is kind of uh, taking people's eyes away from uh, like the need that they're addressing, but doing so in a way that's harmful to
0: everybody involved. Right, taking the sacred nature of the sex out of the porn or just using because you're talking they go into a temple and just for weeks on end are just uh, locked away from society doing some kind of rituals
1: no they're just in there waiting
0: for men who have a need to uh,
1: serve the goddess
0: I see switching the yeah that might be something to that Something to that. I wrote the synopsis and I remember you did read it. Yeah. I read it again. It was. It's all there, but it's also missing. Something fundamental is missing, and maybe it's what you're talking about. There's something
1: very wrong with how uh, our society perceives and treats those who are doing the sex work or whatever. Right. And even like the hero worship of it is uh, not quite right either. You might be able to find some clues as right. why it turned into what it is and what people are looking for when they're obviously drawn to it. Right. Which obviously isn't happening to them because they all get spit out on the other end and broken. It's a good point. Yeah, instead of, instead of something that's so common to me is like our who are heroes and goddesses or whatever. Right. is the most boring thing. <laughs> A bird, yeah, it sounds like a door. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought if your, if your priest character was going to be going through any kind of struggle related to those things, it would probably be more interesting to have something come from outside of the cannon, right? That took him out, maybe put him back in mm. person.
0: Right, because it's almost kind of cliché to, to do anything about the Catholic Church and link it to sex without going out of the canon, really. Because It's all been said, like it's all quite obvious what's going on. Yeah, but nobody, nobody the why
1: it. hasn't really been discussed openly. Why, why does the Pope and the Cardinals worship a black Madonna?
0: <laughs> Is that true?
1: Yeah. You can see pictures of them. Okay. In some kind of papal office with and there's tons of that. There's like black Madonna figures in uh current and former Catholic societies.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Which makes me think it might be too big to tackle properly. That's how you find um, stories. Well, that is true select the right images, that's for sure.
1: One thing I spent a lot, a lot of time struggling with and was part of the reason for what was basically writer's block, right, in the early times when I was trying to create things was the idea that, like, each individual component of every project was going to save my life and that was like the only way to do it and if i wasn't actively doing that i was wasting my time
0: right that just turned into me not doing anything for years (laughs) that's probably where i'm at with it it's almost like you have to create with the intention of finishing but knowing that you might never finish or might never actually show it to anybody but you have to create i guess in the sense of getting a fullness of the idea
1: yeah i think the skill set that you learn from being in the industry is how to like draw the lines and how to finish things but the rest of it is not something that you can learn in a school or whatever as much as they tell you they can wow, they have master classes and all that stuff (laughs) master classes are so funny and it's really as simple as like all i'm doing is setting myself up to fail every time i do a podcast <laughs> the only way i, I yeah. prepare is by tuning the guitars but even the tunings that i've chosen are not like a standard tuning right i don't know the chords i don't know any shapes i don't know how to play the blues in them huh. so as much as i can the only thing i can get out of it is like pure expressions of myself and like my thought wow. process that's cool. And I think whatever artistic domain you're in, like that's a really good practice to have to keep you like creatively
0: open. Mm. That's why I think probably photography is a good middle ground. Because to do what you're talking about and like to make film or video sketches is just so goddamn tedious. Yeah. To write and then organize unless there's gonna be no talent. And then, okay, are you going to shoot and light, what, a tree? So what?
1: That's those standards that get in the way. Well, yeah. I think film is too far gone.
0: (laughs) In some ways. you
1: got to be a semi-pro at least to, like, even get in there.
0: Right. But at least with photography, you can get away with more run and gun, more just, like, capture. Right. But now I'm so much more aware of how important lighting is to the medium, unless you're doing, like, natural stuff. yeah. And then that lighting's the whole thing.
1: The fundamentals don't change. Right. But you can always play with your approach to them and hope that you can find something novel that... Right. So you don't have to, like, steal from people. Right. It's really becoming a harder and harder thing. I don't know if people are realizing that, like...
0: Yeah.
1: IP theft is an actual thing that's tangible and... Right. Like, people who have been stolen from for the last, like, 40 years are not happy about it. Mm -hmm. And they're actively setting things up for it never to happen again. Right and like ruining people's careers and stuff right. before they even start in some cases. Oh
0: yeah, remember? Remember when Tom Petty sued Sam Smith because he put the same three cords together that, that he did? Right. It's like oh,
1: like talk about receipts. If you're gonna, <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna like put yourself out there. You better have receipts on like the equipment you're using. Yeah. <laughs> digital equipment you're using the ideas you're
0: using yep start and end dates
1: <laughs> yeah and if you don't like what do you have how much do you have of original content if you get kneecapped right randomly by uh by somebody you can't just like shirk your way out of it and be like i'm a big fan <laughs> that was maybe last viable in like the 90s or something
0: Right, it's an homage.
1: Weinstein's height, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Where, like, a couple uh, couple
1: dick lollipops and you can get your thing on screen. But, uh... Right. I don't think that's going to fly going forward. Uh. At least I don't think it's a good strategy for, like, a long career.
0: No, I don't think so either. And I think people are so precious now about what they create, rightly or wrongly, that it would be impossible to get away with... Call it an homage and just be theft. Yeah. Well, the thing is,
1: so much of the mainstream is homage already. Right? Well, <laughs> right. That's really all it is. That's kind of the only thing that keeps you going. It's just knowing what the standard is. Like the broad standard, like the box that you put it in. Right and everything else is up to you
0: it's up to you and
1: the the sooner i default to something i already learned from somebody else the more i uh, i feel the need to like double down
0: <laughs> practice harder on being myself right that's it man the worse off it'll be as soon as you start pulling in influences the sooner you start pulling in influences the worse off whatever it is will be, will be.
1: So I found so many ways to, like, put things in my own words, basically. Right. Mainly just by treating references with as little respect as I can manage. (laughs) Because, like, that's part of it. Like, the reverence of, like, and, like, the hero worship and not wanting to, like, let the memory of something, your memory of something down. Right. That's, like, a great way to, to just steal somebody <laughs> else's idea and justify it with your own
0: emotion. right and yeah it's like they well fuck you it's like whatever it is you're talking about was not even created for you necessarily yeah. in a time when you weren't even really relevant yeah that's
1: why I, I've always hated doing covers uh, never wanted
0: to put my face in front of a cover yeah Covers are fun for drunken jamming. That's about it. Yeah, there is a place for them.
1: But if I could never record another cover, I would be very happy with <laughs> where I am artistically. That'd be cool. That'd
0: be a pretty good, you know. It's a pretty good goal, really. Like going through the work of a... Uh,
1: unpacking what attracts you to something and then creating something out of that seed that was your attraction to it. Uh It's almost more fulfilling than um, learning somebody else's moves and then applying them to yourself. Right. And then calling that individualism.
0: That could be the fundamental thing that I've been talking about with these people who get hooked on to ideas that are external to them. It's like if you spend even 20% Twenty percent of that time with external ideas, as you did on your own ideas.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like when you tell someone to start writing, and they say, "Well, I'm not a good writer." It's like, "No shit." Yeah. That's why I'm telling you to start.
1: There's so many things that are called failure that are nowhere
0: close, to close to failure. No, I think what like failure. Right. Relative to what? Like. To me, failure is. Caring what other people think about something that has nothing to do with them. Yeah. That's the ultimate failure when you put whatever it is that you thought you were doing into some into somebody else's hands. Yeah. That's why people say I've been in, I've been with Rachel for almost ten years and they say why haven't you gotten married? Oh, and right. I say why 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 does that matter? Like it really doesn't matter to you at all. You just you're. That, to me, that's a really great example because that started a few years ago, right? And it's at first it broke me down, and now it's just such a great empowering moment when I just realized like, it, "I'm going to," and you're not going to be there. How's that for an answer? <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I mean, everybody has to struggle with their their own um, perceptions of aggression and passive aggression. Right. Certainly, in the society we live in, if you don't have. Uh, good constitution that can handle passive aggression they're going to have a bad life because it's It's true right here it's a very Canadian thing oh yeah it's our real official language
0: I know we're not really a friendly people we're a passive aggressive people
1: and more so like maybe it's just getting older but I have zero patience for any passive aggression at all fair enough like it's actual aggression well yeah so if I'm not ignoring it then I need to act against it and it's not an accepted fact that it's actual aggression so people use it to make you aggressive and then cower or cry or whatever right like if you were to react to that question with what you wanted to say <laughs> then it would be what's your fucking problem exactly right and then it would be oh he got all because whoa, oh, does he not want to get married and all those things right become something else
0: It's funny how that the question of that was like in the exact same delivery as the vegetarian thing
1: yeah but do you believe in the, in the virus or whatever right
0: i don't think you believe in covid how come you're not married it's like i'm sorry are you looking in a mirror yeah and seeing a reflection that you don't understand or are you actually honestly asking me
1: I've yet to see a guru say this, but you really should see things like that passive aggression in the same way that you do somebody swinging at you, and just like that, you don't like just reflexively swing back. Right. Yeah. Consider the context. Right. And honestly, people who are swinging at you are not people probably that you want in your life. Because I'm assuming this isn't happening in a boxing ring or whatever. Right but the passive-aggressive world has expanded so much that it's literally everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in your phone, it's in the media. Right. And I personally have no desire to have any form of violence in my life. Mm. That's fair. And I feel the exact same way about passive-aggression.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, man. It's all one. It's like you can think whatever you want to think But as soon as it comes out in that way, to me, into, it is is like a swing. And it's like, I saw some stat or whatever where it was like, in a street fight scenario, an untrained fighter will, like 90% of the time, they'll throw out like a right hook first. That'll be their first move. Right. So it's like you can... I've gotten to anticipate that right hook of passive aggressiveness.
1: Yeah, well, I'd say the equivalent of that is the projection of feelings about a certain situation onto the the other person. Right. Right. They're revealing how they feel about something, but they're not saying exactly what side they're taking. Right. And they're using the rhetoric to... uh, For you (laughs) to expose yourself then they win either way either their emotions are validated Mm -hmm. or their reactionary um, emotions to what you say in response are validated as well it's a very cowardly thing it
0: is it's cowardly because it leaves it leaves no room for them to be it's open-ended whatever they get out of it it's also
1: a feature of people who are in power, who didn't earn it. Ah, uh, Yeah, definitely.
0: People who are in power that didn't earn it. And sometimes it's just a matter of them putting themselves into a place of assumed superiority. Because if you come to
1: power naturally through skill or whatever, it's a kind of merit. Right. You have that as your thing. But if you have nothing behind you, all you have is the power. Right. So then you're just playing power games with people. And that's all passive aggression it is. It's checking somebody. Right. And trying to get them to hit you or whatever to intimidate.
0: That's a great point. If you came to power through, yeah, merit or competence or whatever, there'd be no need for you to check people like that.
1: Also, the mere con- like you being in that situation with the, with merit creates a context where you where that's completely unnecessary. Like it's right. already written in. Right. And if you can't read, like if you can't perceive context, it's very likely that you're gonna be passive aggressive. Um, right. Just generally.
0: I couldn't think for two seconds that there might be a reason for someone acting a certain way, but rather just see it as, well, I guess you're looking for weakness, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I won't get into it, but Black Lives Matter is a passive-aggressive statement.
0: Hmm. I could see that. It's like, how, how could you possibly disagree with that?
1: Yeah. There's tons of those. Honestly, that's like a lot of modern marketing. Believe the science is another one. I mean, every sports team is doing that to their fans. On like, pretty much... Well, sports are that, basically. You can't do this. You're watching someone do this. Right. They have their agency. Right. And you get addicted to your reactions to that agency. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it took me a long time to get my head around that idea of like wearing a sports jersey with another guy's name on it was a more serious problem than you might think (laughs) (laughs) but it's totally it's it's fair it's like (laughs) there's that passive just sitting there accepting that you can't kind of is the same thing as pornography
1: yeah I'm glad you said
0: it (laughs) sports (laughs) fandom yeah it's (laughs) the exact same thing didn't you Didn't we agree that last time on the last episode it was, like, (laughs) all media is that?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because if you were, if you, you're not, it's a stream being injected into your brain. Yeah. Of some kind or another.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can say, like, who cares, whatever, that's a valid, like, take on it. But, like, we can go back to what we said about receipts and about how things kind of, like, reverberate through your life. Mm -hmm. Things you pay attention to. And those things often um, color your intention and the the reasons you choose to do things and stuff, either explicitly or without your knowing. Right. So something as seemingly innocuous as being a fan of something really might not be in your interest. I think uh, (laughs) fans of R. Kelly maybe (laughs) might have some misgivings these recent years. This is one example. I think there's tons of those.
0: Do you think it's do you think it like it could be one of those things where it's not like at least with sports it's not as soul sucking as pornography like no no you don't think there's something to be said for like the community building nature of sports fandom
1: uh well like you're not fans of your uh, I don't know like community league sports teams are you in the same <laughs> no. way that you are of a of a city team that's sponsored by all the places you shop at yeah fair. I I don't want to plumb this because it's no, something that we're not even close <laughs> to discussing as a society. No. Um, but it might be something in your film that you, want, you might want to look into because uh. it's pretty much the exact same thing as the sacred prostitute thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I gotta look into that to understand it because I think it might be the key.
1: And pretty much all the problems of the Catholic Church are like the exact same thing. Why does every sport have to have some kind of messiah? <laughs>
0: Well, it's that Judeo-Christian narrative that seems to be the only story that we can ever tell.
1: What happens to those failed messiahs? How many of them come out later? The reason they couldn't be the messiahs is because <laughs> their cherries were plucked too soon or whatever. Yeah. By whatever forces of the industry are going on. Right. How many industries can you relate that to? How does that not sound like pornography? Right. Or the music industry. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess right. is probably the worst of all. Right, because it's literally everywhere. Right, it's everybody in it it is complicit in some way. Yeah, it's not fun to talk about.
0: No, no it's it's pretty dark. If you think about it, really. And what what the sort of genius move has been is putting is using social social media to just inject it into our freaking hands on a daily basis yeah
1: 10 gigabits per second
0: right yeah and to and to give you the illusion that you're somehow on the level because you can have an account you can be a creator you can have a voice but <laughs> yeah really you're just what's the thing is like if the product is free you're the, the product right yeah This one's to all the North Bank Media fans who stuck with us through all the fucking shit.
1: <laughs> and to all those
0: posed, hmm, well.
1: <laughs> it's all, like, a uh, slave and master, producer and consumer, and dynamic stuff. And right. Fortunately, just because you like something doesn't mean <laughs> it's good for you.
0: Right. right. And that's why, like, the slave and master thing, being, like, a Marxist concept, I don't... It's not a Marxist concept. It's it's an easy way to just write it off. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Honestly, that's my argument for not having to read the books. You don't have to read the books.
0: Right. Because it's...
1: Because you don't know where the information came from. (laughs) And if, like, if you've done your reading up to a certain point, Mm. and then, like, shit happens and you need to rely on that knowledge and you're thinking you got all you need mm. the word fraud comes around the corner <laughs> you've got your books
0: right right it's like did you write any of those books by any chance no so you're kind of just a receptacle for other people's ideas which yeah look at that sounds like something else
1: <laughs> it's like it's no different Like, somebody who is, like, a real fan of uh, the film Speed (laughs) and then they find out about Harvey Weinstein. Right. And then somebody who is a giant, like, Foucault person. Right. And then you find out about Tunisia.
0: Right. Right.
1: Or, like, any sports figure who's been guilty of sexual impropriety.
0: (laughs) And there are many is what it is yeah
1: it's all that shit that distracts from actual art
0: mm. or actual yeah art actual understanding of metaphysics or some sort of transcendental
1: honestly for the longest time I only use my knowledge of sports to not be bullied by men <laughs> <laughs> really much. oh totally like that's it was like wrestling at first, but then wrestling, like, is gay. Which <laughs> it yeah, is. Um, is. Well, I guess it was sports first, well, and then wrestling, and then sports true. again. But um, that's like the shorthand to get you into like any conversation and yeah. make people feel okay with your presence or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, you can go with food. It's pretty easily, ah, pretty easy to go that say. way.
0: Yeah. And so there, yeah, the
1: broad things you can claim to be interested in, just to keep everything on the level right
0: lest you be <laughs> assailed by some passive aggression yeah but There's if
1: you want to like learn some of these character then you can talk about some of the things we just talked about <laughs> about those domains right and wonder like if they're like awake in their life or if they're just consuming right. shit or then you can find out how much you can trust them
0: and that's why at least I was happy to have that conversation about vegetarianism because at least we weren't talking about something else yeah like the ethics of it, it's like, fine. At least we're having that conversation, not, you know. If you're not, if you're there to do a job and you're talking about the job, that's one thing. And then when you have to slide into small talk. Yeah. Because you're waiting. Yeah, it is hell.
1: It's really, like, that's the, that's the passive aggression of this. The passive aggression of it is you are then stuck in a room of valid, like, (laughs) co-validation. Right. And then, right. like, I've had people say just anything to me in, like, that <laughs> situation, and right, just a you just have to nod.
0: Underhanded softball. Yes. Please, for the love of God, answer this question.
1: And then, like, you learn all these things about their character through this, and you're supposed to right. ignore it, because it's just small talk, but right. there have been many cases where what I've found out is, like, <laughs> I can never trust this person ever, right. and I never want to talk to them again. Right. But you just had this like friendly exchange, so now you're locked in, and there's at least there's like right. a like a verbal handshake that's gonna happen again.
0: You're gonna let me just shit in your ear for the next 30 minutes next time I see you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like well maybe, but I'm also never gonna leave. I'm never gonna go anywhere else with you.
1: Yeah. I. <laughs> I'm gonna reflexively say no to almost everything you say, even if I only slightly hear it. I won't ask for <laughs> no, corrections, it'll just no. come out of my mouth. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But you won't hear it.
0: Oh. You're still talking. Right, you're still. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Just the the no phrased as a yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: you realize they were asking a question that yeah. you should have said yes. Shit. Sorry, <laughs> FAG.
0: That's when you know. Right. You're fucked. Yeah. A lot of people like to just shit in your ear, I find, these days. Oh, yeah. My well, ear was always like that. Like, sometimes I wish I was this age and still had grandparents to ask them. And, like, in the 40s, would someone just corner you in a fucking room and shit in your ear like that? <laughs> well, you know, we didn't do too much of that because we were starving.
1: Yeah, I remember, mm-hmm. like, growing up, it was only, like, homeless people who did it. But now, like, <laughs> no, it seems it's like it's just everybody. every fucking person.
0: Well, on that note, that's two hours of shitting in somebody's ear from both (laughs) of us. So, (laughs) Thank you, Devin. Thank you. Thank you you for listening. Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review. Thank you.